Welcome to the Elevate Media Podcast. I am Chris Anderson, your host. I'm looking forward to diving into today's episode and giving you a little bit more direction so you can elevate your business, elevate your life, and make a difference in the world. If you like anything you hear today, make sure you share it along. Make a difference in someone else's life. And if you do like something, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe. It makes a whole world of a difference for us here at the podcast. Continue to do this to bring great guests, great information to you so you can elevate your business, elevate your brand, elevate your life, and take big steps moving forward. Thanks again, and let's dive into the episode. And today we're going to get creative a little bit. We're going to dive into our creative side and learn why it's so important to connect our brand with our tribes, with those that we're trying to serve and help. And we brought an expert on to guide us in this conversation and, and answer a lot of questions that I'm going to have uh, and just really get take all the value that he has for free. And, and uh, we're <laughs> thankful to have him on. Well, we got Daniel Adolf on the show. He's a founder of Dino Creative. Daniel, welcome to Elevate Your Brand. Hey, Chris. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to, you know, share a little bit of story and uh, have a good time. For sure. Yeah, I'm excited. We, I mean, we were doing a lot of talking in the green room uh, before this. And uh, a lot. Daniel's doing a lot of cool things. He's giving back community through, you know, being a professor, teaching kids, you know, all about creative uh, outlets and things of that nature. And, and then his business, Dino Creative and uh, so just a lot of neat things going on uh, with Daniel. And so we're, we're excited to have you on here and, and dive into your, your story a little bit. Um, have you always been creative? I'm going to dive right into it. Like, were you always a creative kid? I mean, I think, I think everybody has the nature to be creative and to draw and to do everything. A lot of times people will say, Oh, I can't draw. <laughs> and it's, that's just not the case. Mm. Everybody can do anything. I'm a big believer in that. It's just how many hours do you want to put into that? How many, is there people in your community? Is there people in your family that are going to nurture those things? And one of the awesome people that nurtured that myself was James DeRoso, who um, goes by, I think, uh, James uh, Monsters 8 the letter eight <laughs> James and he makes awesome ceramic monsters. And when I was a kid, he, um, he may, you know, he, he was actually working with my dad in, um, doing t-shirt designs and things like that. And he made, I remember we were making Halloween cards one time <laughs> and, and I was, you know, I was a meticulous kid. I really wanted to be careful. I, I liked it. When I colored, I wanted to make sure I colored in lines because that's how it looked good. <laughs> and he was one of the first people to really kind of push me with creativity in the sense of not being super technical, but being creative. He was saying, you know, we were working on these cards and I had my scissors out and I was cutting the craft paper and having fun. And he goes... Oh, well, don't use the scissors. And I'm like, well, you got, how are you going to get straight lines? How are you going to make it look good? And he's like, <laughs> well, that's not what it's about. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's about having fun and experimenting and seeing what comes from that. Try tearing the paper. See mm-hmm. what happens when you tear the paper. And then you also get to really feel and have the experience of it. Mm-hmm. And going through that 
and being a lot more tactile just was one of those first experiences of going, wow, this is, yeah, it's important to follow the rules and you need to know the rules, but then understanding how to break them, understanding how to expand and really play in your sandbox. That Mm. I think is a huge portion of being creative. Yeah. And I think far too often we push ourselves to just be so technical and do this right thing and not connect with what we care about. Right. Yeah. I think it's, you know, you see kids, you see little kids all the time and their imagination's just all over the place and they're, you know, they're just creating really like they're just exploring and creating. And I think they get to a point in life and, you know, people might now as adults say, I'm not creative, you know, I'm not artistic. I'm not creative. I don't have all that stuff. And I think there's just a point in life where either life beats it out of you that <laughs> you don't need to be creative or have imagination or just kind of you know, just other things take, I just, where that switch, I'm trying to think in my life, like I still think I'm, I'm fairly creative and have a, a good imagination, but you know, where does that switch happen? Where for the majority of adults, that creativity and imagination just kind of gets shut off. And, and I don't know. And I think maybe it's just the circles that I, I run in with myself, mm-hmm. but everybody I engage with is creative in some way. I mean, my, one of my friends is a, well, one of my friends was in mergers and acquisitions and, and he was one of the most creative people I knew and, you know, wonderful creative problem solving. Another person also dealing in finance and dealing with spreadsheets and things like that. But the way that they focused their creativity was problem solving in different ways. Maybe they didn't feel that they were creative quote, quote, hands, uh, <laughs> because they weren't doing a painting or they weren't doing this, that, or the other thing. But oftentimes I find those, those same people that aren't necessarily creative in that realm mm-hmm. are finding another avenue to focus their creativity, maybe in being creative in sports, being creative in, you know, crafting, woodworking, making yep. of things, playing music, and having some sort of avenue to an outlet for that creativity. Um, yeah. So I guess my thought would be if you, if you don't think you're creative, try to be, Yeah. try to find an outlet for that creativity and don't worry mm-hmm. that you have to make money or <laughs> that it needs to be good. Yeah. Don't worry if it needs to be good. Make bad work. Yeah. And that's a great point. I think a lot of times, you know, as we get adulthood and, you know, we could have the, the debate or the conversation or depending on who's listening or whatever, that like sometimes the school system kind of ends that for a lot of people uh, because they're just, you know, it, it's and that's a whole nother topic. But <laughs> I think just the world, we'll just say the world, we'll be more in general. Uh, kind of puts people in boxes or they make them choose a box to be in. Um, but I, I really, yeah. And I kind of, to that point, you know, I think there are a lot of creative people out there, you know, thinking of my circle um, as well, but like, I think a lot of people are more creative than they even think um, yeah. because they aren't maybe a big artist or, or musically inclined or something like that. So that's, that's a good point. Like, 
it can be different. It can look different, but still be creative. And maybe it's, you're just really creative at problem solving. Maybe you're really creative at marketing. Maybe you're really creative at, you know, writing a book or you know, whatever it is. It just isn't the technical or the, 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 the type of creativeness people immediately think about. So uh, that's a great point to, to make there and, and that you brought up. Um, and I'm curious, this is kind of a little off tangent. It still has to do with creativity before we dive into kind of what Dino Creative does and how, how we can bridge the gap between our brands and, and our tribes with AI coming into the picture, you know, that opens up a whole new, new world of creativity, creativity based on AI, I guess. But like, mm -hmm. I know a lot of artists and, and things are, are a little worried because of AI creating music and creating paintings. And I think one actually won an award at some art show. Um, what are your thoughts on AI and creativity? Like, is it going to, is it going to destroy creativity in the fact that it can do art better than us? Or is AI going to be such a help for people? And I guess these are both my thoughts. <laughs> AI is going to be such a help for people not have to do such mundane tasks that it frees their time up to be more creative in different ways. Do, what, do you fall on either side of, of that debate with AI at all? Or? Well, so... Um... I have so many thoughts. We literally could spend <laughs> the rest of the day on all of that. And there's and there's actually some great um, other discussions about it, mm -hmm. and and there's a lot of talks about about it right now. Um, yeah. My my first kind of stance on it is that um, the the way that it's gone about, especially with generating the AI artwork or mm -hmm. really AI collage yeah, uh, is uh, troublesome because it was, it was brought under, it was the tools which were made for that were brought about using nonprofit and um, research based like structure. Mm -hmm. And so they said, Hey, we're going to do this. And so we can get all this information because it's not going to be for profit. It's mm. going to be for research. It's mm -hmm. going to be the betterment of mankind. Yeah. But that had a parent company, which then was able to get that information mm. and then turn it for profit. Now the actual company mm. that was doing it was a nonprofit. They were, so it's a huge, huge legal gray area. Yeah. And so a lot of the information has been gained in very, uh, this is not a legal term, uh, <laughs> douchey way. Yeah. It's like, it's just a real jerk move yeah. of how it was done. Now the concepts and, and all the things that are dealing with it are, are awesome and fantastic. And this mm -hmm. idea that, you can create at the speed of thought yeah. is just amazing. Yeah. Like I can just generate all these different ideas and it can help you get over that idea of the blank page, you know, mm -hmm. rather than being at the blank page and be like, I don't know. I have the ideas. Let me yep. start this. Okay. I've got some references. I have some ideas I can start with and you can do that with writing and all these different things. But it's also been interesting because they started to, 
the same company started to do with music and they said, mm -hmm. oh, uh, this is generating music which is too close to actual copyrighted uh, music uh, and we're going uh, to get, they didn't say it this way, but they said, we're going to get in trouble. Yeah, and yeah. they stopped it. Okay. Um, so uh, it's interesting to see who has lawyers and who doesn't and mm -hmm. who and what's happening with it. Yeah. So it's, it's a little frustrating in that respect of, of the way it's been going, going about. Yeah. I love the idea. I love the nature of it. Same thing kind of going the other direction. Same thing with NFTs. Right. I think the idea of being able to have um, artwork that is collectible because I've, you know, magic, the gathering, you know, mm -hmm. baseball cards, all that. Mm -hmm. I was a huge fan of it. And I love the idea that you could, you could now create value for this digital artwork because digital artwork has value to it. But yeah. then it got taken and manipulated in a way which it no longer was about art. It was no longer about this. It was, yeah, it became yeah. not, not how I, again, who cares what I like, but <laughs> not what I would have liked. Right. It. Yeah. Um, so that, that's the challenge I find. And I don't have an answer in the right. slightest. Uh, um, I think it's an ongoing uh, discovery and discussion because it's going to be interesting what, you know, the next few years even uh, open up with AI and, and that. So I was just curious on that with, especially with the creative side of things and how it's kind of evolving in that area as well. So I appreciate you sharing your, your take and your, your perspective on it. Um, you, you can't put the cat back in the box now. No. Yeah. So We've it's, opened it's some sort of box for sure. And it, I don't know if it's good or bad yet. We'll see. Well, and so my note to creatives out there is uh, same type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you're scared or you're afraid or you're worried that it's going to take your job. Don't be, mm -hmm. but be aware, be aware of these things that are out there. And, um, you know, you, you can choose to use these tools. You can choose to not use these tools. Um, but what I would say is make sure that you continue to hone your craft and show the reason why you are creating value. Because yeah. if they're trying to solve a problem and they feel that they can solve it with a tool rather than you, Great. Yep. Um, but you need to you need to show why you're more valuable than whatever this thing is. For sure. Um, so and that's a great point with it. Yeah, and I, and I, I kind of segues really nice into you know what we want to talk about um, for this kind of second half of the episode is you know how do we connect? How do we bridge that gap? How do we show our value with what we have? to to our audience to our tribe to those we're trying to serve how, so that's kind of what dino creative does okay. so how, how are you guys going about doing that i know we have a graphic for those watching the video and we'll we'll try to explain uh in, in more detail for those listening uh so yeah let's kind of dive into a high level i mean it's a it's a it's an in-depth diagram but like yeah how do we bridge that gap between our brands and our audiences yeah well the the nice thing is is it's just how we think as people. Mm -hmm. And that's what it really comes down to. Far too often you'll encounter somebody 
and they will say, I need a logo <laughs> or I need to improve my SEO mm -hmm. or I need to sell X number more units of something. But they're not talking actually about the real root of the of what they're trying to solve. They're talking mm -hmm. about very surface level. Uh, we're, right now when we're talking, we're, we're talking at the beginning of the year. Um, and probably some people have set New Year's resolutions. I'm right. going to make a, uh, a harsh and quick judgment here. I hate New Year's resolutions. I think that uh, people, well, it's proven that people struggle to actually hold something for that long. Yep. And, um, but I think goals and improving your identity and having ways to accomplish those things are very important. Yeah. And so based off of a bunch of different books and things like that, that I've read, uh, you know, like Simon Sinek, start with why, mm -hmm. uh, atomic habits, e-myth yep. revisited. If, any listeners, if you haven't read those three books, go read them now. Yeah. Um, and so the challenge is, is far too often people start on the outside. They start in this very mm -hmm. surface level of SEO. Yeah. You know, I need to get more clicks on my <laughs> social. I need to get more likes. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> what are likes going to do on your billboard of social media? Yeah. It's going to make you feel good. <laughs> um, you know, or maybe they even say, I need a new logo. What are they really saying? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm proud of a little graphic, but the, the key is, is to help your clients or even the people that you're talking about to start at the core of it, yeah. to start at the heart of the concept and not be on the outside, not to say, the goal, not to say I'm going to lose 10 pounds mm. because if you say I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year and then you either give up because it's hard or you struggle with it or heck, what if you succeed at that? Even great. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is if you succeed, what do you do next? <laughs> If you fail, do you give up and you break down as a complete person? Right. And so in the case of branding and a lot of these things, if the outside, if maybe you don't meet one of your metrics, if you don't meet one of your goals, if you don't one of these outside things, you know, say we want to, we want to get, um, we're talking podcasts. Yeah. We want to get 50 new subscribers each month. Okay. Maybe that's a very accomplishable goal, but what if you don't do it? Yeah. Well, you have, do you know where to pivot to you? Do you know where to change mm -hmm. to? Mm -hmm. um, and let me ask you, Chris. Yeah. Why do you do this? Uh, yeah, I do this because, you know, I want to hopefully have one person listen to an episode and, and take something away that's going to change their life or their business and, and send them in the right direction. Just at least one person listening in who, you know, we can help elevate them uh, in what they're doing in life. 
And for myself, for Dana Creative, the reason why I do what I do is I hope to take, you know, either a brand or um, a product or something like that. And that same type of thing, bridge that connection and get somebody else. So they feel like that speaks to them. Like Mm -hmm. there's that connection in between those things. And, you know, I've heard some wonderful comedians be like, just one guy. I just need to (laughs) entertain one guy. And, and that's, that's what we're talking about. You know, cool. We live in a capitalist society. We need money to survive, but that's just a byproduct of it. I'm, I don't, if, if I had, if I could do anything and I had all my bills taken care of, I'd still be doing the things I'm doing. Um, and so we're talking about, Chris, what you and I are talking about here is we're talking about our vision, our mm-hmm. brand vision, that core of everything. Why? Why do we exist? Right. And then we go out from there and we build out our brand strategy of mm-hmm. how we're going to reinforce this vision of connecting with people or getting teaching or uh, getting one more listener to feel connected to the information. And then, you know, there's values for myself. The values are evolution, um, partnership, creativity, and I forgot my last value. Uh, but having those key core values, and then also having a mission. What mm-hmm. are, what is this that you're you know that benchmark that you can check Mm. against every single time you do your work is this reinforcing your mission are you you know the uh i'm going to nerd out here a little bit what's the difference of the mission between captain america and an iron man um and i I remembered my values it's evolution creativity playfulness and partnership Mm. those are the tenets of our chair and if one of those got pulled away, my chair wouldn't stand anymore. Right. Um, and then we tell the brand story. We can do it digitally. We can do it in literal verbal dialogue. And then on top of that, you have the visual strategy of how does it look and feel? We have red. We have this kind of active typeface for elevate your brand. Um, then we get a logo. And the logo is the signature of all those things that we talked about. It's the reminder of all that stuff that lived inside of it. So if you're a creative and you're a graphic designer, you can provide all of those things that we just talked about with your logo practice. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of programs out there right now where somebody can type in a few different things and get a logo. Yep. How are you going to beat those things? Right. You're going to beat it by providing all of that additional value we just talked about. If you can provide that additional value to somebody and help them understand that information and have that logo mean all of those things, that's going to be infinitely more valuable than just a circle with a dog in it. <laughs> yeah. 
but that circle and the dog with it might be amazing. Mm-hmm. It might mean everything to who you're trying to do. It might mean connectivity because a circle is never ending. Mm-hmm. It might mean relationship because of the dog, you know, relationship of man's best friend, of dog and and person, mm-hmm. and and always being waiting for you uh, <laughs> or imagining an imaginary. Yeah. Brain. But, <laughs> That's um, awesome. I, but I think this is, that's a really good point. Like having that brand vision, like at the very center, like, and, and when I think brand vision and you know, correct me if I'm wrong on this is like the audience we're trying to help and how we're doing it, like, and why we're doing it. Like that is my mind of a brand vision. That's the, that's the most important thing. The why. Yeah. It doesn't need to be something in my mind. It doesn't need to be something that's as concrete as, how we are doing mm-hmm. it as, mm-hmm. as simon sinek talked about it's why yeah. how what yep and and it's that heart it's yep. when you talk about your brand vision it, oftentimes it's really hard to talk about it because it doesn't come from your head it comes from your mm-hmm. feeling it come and so when you are helping a brand come up with a brand vision you should be using words that talk about feelings, not about thought. Mm, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and so connect connection is something that we feel. Um, hunger is something we feel. Love is something we feel. Joy is something we feel. These are all things which should tie to somebody's brand vision. Yeah, I think that's a, that's another great point. Again, if you haven't read Start With Why, it's a good one <laughs> uh, by Simon Said. But yeah, I think, and again, yeah, I think people buy whatever usually or, or get connected based on emotion. Like there's a reason that like I look at like some of the social media profiles I follow and actually like enjoy seeing their stuff. It's because when I watch their videos, it makes me feel, you know, happy or makes me laugh. And so like, that's that's the ultimate thing like so those profiles are like that's part of their vision i would assume because that's what they're doing that's it, part it, of their brand yeah that's part of yeah exactly yep and and once they have built that in mm-hmm. you that expectation that feeling now you're going to want that or you're going to crave that interaction and you're going to always come back for it. Yeah. And now when you see the Starbucks logo, <laughs> if you're if you're a Starbucks fan and it's around October, you're like, mm, give me some of that, you know, pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Right. Um, yeah. So, so how do how do brands go about evoking that certain emotion? Like, OK, they figured out like our brand, our brand vision is to help people feel confidence in them. So we'll just say elevate, you know, we're, we want to help people feel confident on camera um, to share. And this is where it gets fuzzy. So we want, we, we want to help people feel confident on camera so they can bring joy to the world or something like that. Like that's like the emotion. Like we want them to be able to step in front of the camera, put their story out there, put their information and, and make a difference in the world. So like, is there, is there a good way to bridge that gap of like sharing that or having people feel that emotion? I mean, cause you think happy and joyful, like just share happy and joyful things, but like, how do you, 
are you got any tips on how to build that connection to the emotions? I see. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to do your job for you. It's all right. No, <laughs> um, no, it's the, the biggest thing when we think about a lot of these things is, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm going to continue to sound like a two-year-old, but why, why right. do you want to be on camera? Mm, yeah. And why do you want to spread this joy? Why do you want to spread this information? Maybe you don't want to be on camera, but you desperately want to share this information. You know you have a story to tell. You know you have a vision to tell. And you're going to go on camera because you know that's going to be the best way. This is going to be the best way to reach people. And you know that human connection is highly important. Yeah. So you're going to take these extra steps. You're going to learn these things. Uh, Chris, would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Extrovert, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, we're both terrible. We're both two extroverts talking to each other on camera, yeah. literally doing the easiest thing yeah. possible for for ourselves. Yep. Now, do you ever have to take time by yourself? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sure. what do you do after you do that? After I take time for myself? Yeah. To, well, to, uh, after you've either prepared for an interview or, mm. you know, taking that time, that, that introvert time, that, mm. you know, solitary time, how do you recharge? Cause that's probably for me, it's draining. It's yeah. draining to sit down and focus and, and have that not interaction in some way. Yeah. How do you, yeah. how do you do that? Um, a lot of times really, cause you know, I either work in the office or at home. Um, so two things that I, to recharge is I'll just kind of go walk outside and I guess my interaction would be with our chickens and our animals. <laughs> like, so like, I'm just, I guess, removing myself from the, the normal or from the consistent day-to-day stuff to recharge that way. Uh, or, um, I'll just go, I'll just go into town. I'll just go to the grocery store. I'll go to a store and I'll just walk around <laughs> and I'll, cause I'm just in the midst of people. And so like, I'll either just walk around people watch or connect with people in the store, or just, just literally just walk around where people are and just, again, kind of get out of being by myself working, um, to be in a different, I guess, a different scene. And I, I don't know about you, but I, uh, I have a dog. My, my mom has chickens, but uh, <laughs> do you, do you ever talk to your chickens when you go oh. out there? No, no, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And so that's, that's the funny thing. Like, uh, and again, we're talking more from an extrovert's point of view, mm-hmm. um, but it's that nature of going and, and finding that additional way to recharge. Mm. Again, I'll reference more books. Uh, Quiet is a fantastic book. Um, it's, Quiet, the secret power of introverts in a world that can't stop talking. Uh, it's a fantastic book on the for both people. Mm-hmm. But because the nature of maybe you are more introverted and you're like, oh, I'm so I know I, I express my creativity through showing these things. Mm-hmm. But again, I strongly believe anybody can do anything. If you want to build your more extroverted going on camera having these interactions even just presenting to clients 
having that nature of actually going and um, just having some time for yourself afterwards is going to be hugely, vastly important. Yeah. Take your time, go do your presentation, have your, uh, you know, have the point that you're, you're teaching or you're having to put your face on social media or whatever the case is. Great. Do that. Put on that performance and then go and don't talk to anyone and go be in your cave, go recharge, go find the thing that's going to bring you that new center to yourself. And that's really important. No matter which side of the coin you're on or, or some sort of variation in, in between finding that thing, that's going to recharge you and, yeah. and fill your bucket. Um, so I know that wasn't a direct answer of like, Oh, all you got to do is smile. Right. Easy, easy tips with those things. Actually, you can trick your, your, your brain is real dumb and you can trick your brain into doing things. You know, you can, if, if you want to appear happy, Mm. literally smile. Yeah. And if you smile, you will sound happier. Yep. And there's, you know, there's lots of little things like that. There's, there's the nature of doing uh, a power stance. Mm-hmm. If you stand and you do hands on your hip, chest out, <sighs> good deep breaths. Yeah. And if you literally stand up and do that before an interview or some sort of interaction, you actually physically, it's been proven that um, you will perform better in those type of scenarios. If you mm-hmm. give yourself that moment of centering and that moment of to be the person that you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think those are, that's, that's all good. I think being able to, I mean, obviously your cup's got to be filled out before you can, you know, connect with that audience. Otherwise you're just going to be no good to them either. And then, you know, being happy if you're trying to help other people be happy. And of course, no, it's perfect. We have off days, whatever, like, and share that. Yeah. Like, I think that transparency will help, you know, bridge that gap because it'll make you more relatable to your audience. Like, you know, you know, guys, I'm always, I'm, you know, I'm trying to share, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm trying to share and, and show you be happy, like, or whatever it is, be positive. But in reality, there are days where I'm not. And today's one of them. And this is why, but this is how I you know, like show the example, like how you get out of that maybe negative spiral so it still relates to them but then like oh you know they're a real person too like they aren't perfect they're not happy 24 7 they have off days but this is how they they've battled that and oh i could do that too kind of thing so i think that's another way that you can really kind of bridge that gap and and connect more to that audience and and on that same note uh there's actually sorry i'm just referencing all sorts of different people (laughs) but uh there's a fantastic uh, illustrator, Gemma Carell, and she does just wonderful work. Um, and she takes that humorous side of things that, you know, maybe emotional struggles or, you know, as we talk about, like interacting with people and things like that. And there's and it's that nature of somebody else looking and going, oh, man, that's me. And so you don't need to be somebody you're not right. You're your person who maybe 
might not feel emotionally stable and might be depressed sometimes and Mm -hmm. might not want to talk to people and all of these things that maybe might be considered wrong or bad. In fact, you're a fantastic, amazing, awesome person and you should be that person because that person is probably out there somewhere else. And how Mm -hmm. else are you going to connect with that person without showing yourself and connecting with your brand in that way? They're going to see that your brand has that. I mean, how many times have we laughed at comedians where it's like, oh my gosh, that's me or that's that person I know. Yeah. Yeah. That relatability. I think that's huge. That, excuse me, that relatability and just that, that, you know, connection there where you can be like, yes, like they get it. They understand. Uh, I've been there, you know, I've been there too kind of thing. So yeah, I think that's such a big piece to put in building your brand is just somehow you got to connect as the face of the brand, especially like just be relatable and then show them, you know, that ultimate thing that they're trying to overcome. How can they, how can they overcome or how, how do you solve that? You know, that ultimate, like I want to feel more confident on camera or I want to be happier. or I want like the ultimate thing at the end of the day, what they're trying to do, that's what you can solve. Yep. And that's the thing that comes from change, helping them change their identity, whatever that mm-hmm. is, because um, uh, everybody ties things and stuff to cultural capital. And no matter what it is, if you can provide either some cultural cultural capital or emotional shift, you're going to help them solve their need. And yep. if you're providing a service or goods that help make that happen, that's what it's going to be. That's going to be, uh, they're going to come back to you for that because how many times have you frequented someplace that you've gone before because Oh, it was good before. I'm going to do it yeah. again. Right. And and that's also the other side of it, of the midsection of having a system. Mm. And mm. so that consistency and making sure that they can feel that same thing. You know, you probably, I mean, you, not probably, you open every one of your interviews the same. Right. And people know that experience. People know what's going to happen in that and they're primed and ready so what is that and in visual dynamics that has to do with colors that has to do with fonts that has to do with shape language but brand is not just visual dynamics it's it's Mm. all the senses it's smell it's taste it's hearing it's touch it's all those different things next time you go into any sort of branded place compare it to another one Hmm. Go into an Apple store. What yeah. does an Apple store feel like to an Applebee's? <laughs> right. You know, like what's the difference of that feeling? And and even actually one of the coolest things sometimes to do is to go into different um, of the same chain. So mm. like go to a more modern Taco Bell, mm-hmm. like a one that just opened up versus yeah. a 90s. <laughs> one that hasn't been updated since the nineties Taco mm-hmm. Bell. And there's obviously certain brand standards that they have to remain consistent across it. 
but notice possibly how the flow of the traffic goes through the restaurant or the overall experience, Uh, a tiny little brand experience that I was very impressed with was when I realized, uh, do you have have Chick-fil-A's out there? Oh yeah. Yeah. What is, what do they say at Chick-fil-A when, uh, you say, thank you. My pleasure. And, and that kind of struck me the first time. And I was like, Oh, not your welcome. Like, right. but then I actually, my nerd brain, I had to go look up and find out why that was because mm-hmm. it was consistent every single time, yeah. no matter who yeah. it was, it was, it was my pleasure. And that is part of their brand. It's the nature of service. It's the nature of giving to the person. And so that ties back to those core values. And so that's the thing. Reinforce these central elements with every aspect of your brand Mm. through your system. Absolutely. And it, yeah, Uh, this has been good. Like this is just broken, broken this down, I think to make people understand and really think about what they're focusing on, especially starting out like, like, yeah, the logo and all that is important, but figuring out your brand vision first, figuring out your why first and kind of extending out uh, from there is super important. So, so Daniel, I, I appreciate you sharing all of that and just giving the direction you did and the guidance with that. Um, as we wrap things up, you know, what would be, you know, maybe three key tips that you would leave for the audience to take away today? Uh I think tying back to one of the things that you said, Chris, of finding your joy or passion Mm -hmm. or whatever brings you that emotional state and share that, share Mm -hmm. that with the world, how through, you know, through your avenue of your brand, because that's going to, help you reinforce what your vision is, what your heart, what your core is of your brand. And you will attract more of those people by putting that out there. Yeah. Along those same lines, you cannot be everything to everyone. (laughs) Yes. You think to yourself, I need, I need a million subscribers. I need, You know, I need to get all the clients. I need to reach all these different people. Do you? <laughs> Do you? Yeah. And when we talk about tribes, there's a great book actually called Tribes. Um, if you're a solo entrepreneur or a solo freelancer, if you're if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, you're pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, can we let's let me take out a calculator here? Real baby <laughs> math, right? Uh, and get your wife in here, help us out. Right, I know. Uh, $100,000 a year yep. divided by 100. It's 1,000. So if you got 1,000 people paying you $100, you make $100,000 a year. If you had 100 people yep. paying you $1,000, and you can break that math however you want. You know, you can do $5,000, whatever, however you want to do it. Right. But really, 
do you need that many clients? Do you really need to get that many people right. to be excited about you? Yeah. And like, I think that's a great point. Like I, I think a lot of people, they have the big vision and there's nothing wrong with it, but I think if they could focus on again, going back to that brand vision and like why they're doing it and serving, you know, the best they can, it, the, the numbers will grow it, just st sticking with it and having that linear kind of consistency. But like, like you don't need to have the world at the whole at the beginning like just help one person and it'll start to grow and and you'll see the benefit and and learn along the way because if you get a thousand clients right away you're not gonna be ready for them <laughs> you're not gonna yeah. be ready to, to service all of those and take care of all of them and uh so yeah i think that's a that's a great point you break it down to what you need and start there and just focus on the value that you're giving through through your brand and i think things will grow as needed basically yep and then last thing I would say is a lot, kind of along these same lines of uh, find an industry or a thing mm -hmm. that you're passionate about and A, make sure that there's room for you. You know, uh, you don't want to be a, another um, craft beer designer <laughs> in the myriad of infinite number of craft beer designers and there's no room for you to grow, mm -hmm. but maybe the nature is that you've recognized, I don't know, that you're very, that you, that you love sports mm. and you want to do sports logos for baseball teams. Yep. Great. Go find all the little league baseball teams out there. And, and then find all the high school teams, find all those. And yeah, maybe you'll start with some low level things, but eventually you'll be able to get, start to get yourself towards that pinnacle yep. and the thing, the hiring clients and those type of things. Um, sorry, I'm going to add a bonus fourth one. Awesome. Uh, work big, on that same note of work begets work. Even if you're not getting the work that you want to be doing, Make the work you want to be doing, and then people will see that you can do that, mm. and then that those people will hire you. How are you expected to get the work if nobody knows you can do it? Exactly. Yep. You got to start somewhere to build it. Yeah. Have the, it's like you know when you're applying for a job and they want the experience. Like, make sure you're getting that experience to show them you've got the experience to be able to get that. And the same as building a business. So. Uh, great bonus one there. Great, great way to round this out. So, um, you know, for, with that, Daniel, where can people connect with you best at and find out more about you and Dino Creative and everything else you're doing? Uh, my social media is highly inactive, but you can you can find me at by Adolf A D O F F. But I would recommend uh, coming and checking us out at Dino Creative D Y N O creative um you can find us on instagram you can find us on dribble we actually are pretty active on pinterest so if you oh want to see our creative thought process and like what goes into a lot of the things that we do you can get the little under the hood, hood uh, peak there cool. and then we have a great blog where we share a lot of information um, on our website at downtocreative.com so we have a lot of resources feel free to also subscribe to our newsletter we share a lot of things or if 
you're in lovely Southern California, come and hang out with us at Drink and Draws once a month. Um, awesome. Well, yeah, so. guys, make sure you're checking them out. Get get over to their newsletter, check out their website, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, doing a lot of cool stuff on there. We were checking it out earlier. So, uh, Daniel, again, thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.